8 billion people. We've crossed the line. According to the United Nations, Tuesday was the big day. And it was a girl, Venice Mobinsack. She was born in Manila on Tuesday. And there will be a ninth billion born in about 15 years. July 11, 1987, the world population hit 5 billion. And since then, the population has exploded. But that number 5 billion is just trying to live his life. He's married, and he lives in Croatia, but he has no interest in interviews. Number 6 billion was born in Bosnia in 1999, and 7 billion came along in Bangladesh in 2011. It took 123 years to go from 1 to 2 billion. But the gap between 7 and 8 billion was only 11 years. There are a lot of people living on this earth, far too many to imagine. But Christians know that this planet is not our home. Populations will change, but we are waiting for the city from heaven where Jesus is. Welcome to Haven Today on this November Thursday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're continuing in a series called Our Pilgrim Life. We're just a week out from the American holiday of Thanksgiving. I have a hard time believing that. Where's the year gone? And I'm guessing you might feel the same way. It's been a year of ups and downs for all of us, just like every year. And on Thanksgiving night, I'll be flying to Israel to help lead a tour with Haven listeners. I'm looking forward to being back in the place where Jesus walked. You know, many Christians through the ages have made pilgrimages to Jerusalem. And while I don't think that's what I'd call my trip exactly, there are definite similarities. I'm leaving the comforts of my home to travel to the other side of the world, to journey to a land that's not my own. And really, that's what we're all doing on this earth, isn't it? Christians know this is not our home. It's not our final destination, and we can be very thankful about that. After all, we live in a broken world. There are hardships everywhere you turn. I think of our Lord's declaration that there would be wars and rumors of wars until the final day. A friend of mine was on a plane Tuesday afternoon. When he took off, everything seemed normal. But when he landed, He heard reports of missiles hitting Poland and a possible third world war being around the corner. Well, thankfully, those rumors of war turned out better than some do. And yesterday, I made the mistake with a late-breaking report saying Russia had launched a missile into Poland as part of a larger volley of missile attacks into Ukraine. But now, that turns out to be apparently not the case. I need to be more careful. But we cannot deny that there is something very wrong with this planet. And that sometimes makes things difficult for believers, doesn't it? And I don't just mean the pain and suffering itself. No, I'm talking about something even deeper. Sometimes it's hard for us to make sense of it all. How can God be good and all-powerful while we suffer as his children? Does that make any sense? Can we make sense of it? Well, you and I are not the first Christians to have these kinds of questions. And in the next few minutes, we're going to turn to the first epistle of the Apostle Peter. We've been referring to him the last number of days. We'll answer these questions, so stay with me. And then, as I said a moment ago, the holiday season is almost here. 
I really look forward to gathering with family this season, especially my young grandchildren. And Janet and I have decided to give little Charlie and Cosette the Little Pilgrim's Big Journey Part 1 and 2 boxed set. Based on John Bunyan's classic books, these storybooks are so well done, and they come in a hardback slipcase with gold foil stamping. Plus, the young ones in your life will really enjoy the brilliant illustrations. And I appreciate how Tyler Van Haltren, the author, includes questions and a devotional summary at the end of every chapter. Both young and old will treasure this set that will lead you to Jesus. Plus, if you order the boxed set now, shipping is free, and we will include a free code to download the audio versions of the books as well. Why don't you call us after the program? Our number to call is 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, see the illustrations, watch the video Tyler and I shot in England as we walked in Bunyan's footsteps, and then make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now, let's begin the program with a song called Make a Way. Promise 
The group is called I Am They. The program you're listening to is called Our Pilgrim Life, and that was Make a Way. Here on A Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. We've been spending some time in First Peter over the past week, and I'm so glad we've been able to look at this little letter. It was written by the apostle to people who were very different than us. They lived in a different time and a different place. They spoke a different language, and they had different customs. But in many ways, they were very similar. They were Christians, and they were suffering Christians. And they had questions, just like we do. So I'd like us to turn to chapter 3 and see how the apostle addresses some of their questions and concerns. And we have to remember that this is a hard passage to deal with in Scripture. But it isn't impossible to understand. We need to remember that Peter was writing to comfort believers, not to confuse believers. And he was answering their concerns about suffering. He wanted to offer them hope in the middle of their persecution. And what Peter reminds them is quite simple. Jesus Christ was victorious through his suffering. So what does he say? Well, here's what we read in verse 18. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. Now think about this with me for a moment. From an earthly human perspective, Jesus was a weak religious teacher who was rejected by his society, and he was crucified in shame. He bled and died. He was stripped of his clothing. He was nailed to a tree, a cross, and on that cross, it looked like everything had been lost. Now imagine that you and I were followers of Jesus back in those days. We believe there's something special about this carpenter-turned-rabbi. You and I have heard him teach with power and authority, unlike anyone we've ever met. We've even seen him perform miracles and heal people right in front of us. But then one day we walk outside of Jerusalem, and there he was beaten up and exhausted, and he was being mocked while hanging on a cross. That doesn't look like victory. That looks like failure. Was his whole life lived for nothing? Were we wrong about this man? Well, Peter knew all of that. He had witnessed it himself, the life of Jesus and the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. The disciples weren't waiting outside of the tomb for Jesus to appear. They were disheartened, defeated, and they felt like evil had finally won the day. They thought he was the Messiah, but he suffered and died. So what next? Well, years later, Peter was able to take us behind the scenes, and there was much more going on than met the eye. On the cross, Jesus was triumphing over death, Satan, sin, demons. God's plan was for victory through suffering, as backwards as that may seem to us. And Christ's victory is also our victory. That's our hope in the middle of suffering. That's why he started with the words, Christ also suffered. Peter was continuing this theme of suffering that he already wrote about, showing how Christ's unjust suffering accomplished God's glorious purpose. He suffered once for sins, we're told. And then, you know, historians tell us that in those days, as many as 250,000 lambs were slaughtered on the Passover. And the next year, they'd have to do it again. 
but Christ died once, and that was all it took, once and never again. If there were ever anyone who didn't deserve to suffer, it was our Lord, yet he did it for our salvation, the righteous for the unrighteous. As Christians, we can suffer unjustly, but there is a sense we have also contributed to the suffering in this world. We are the unrighteous, and because of that we have earned suffering. But Jesus was the perfectly righteous one. He did not contribute to nor earn any of the suffering in this world. Here's what the Apostle Peter says next. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. Now, remember how I said this is a hard passage? Well, this is the hardest part. Who were those spirits in prison? What were they doing at the time of Noah? And there are a lot of different interpretations, but don't worry, I won't list them all. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that much which interpretation you believe. Because no matter what you think they were, Peter's point is crystal clear. Everyone who opposes Christ will be defeated in the end. And they have been defeated because Christ suffered and because he died on the cross. And what is the result of Christ's victory through suffering? Jesus, who has gone into heaven and is now at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. Peter covers three major events in this passage, the death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, and then the ascension of Christ. Christ chose to humble himself by his death, but through his ascension, all things were placed under his feet. So you see, without suffering, we have no hope, no comfort. Even as pilgrims on this sometimes painful planet, we can know what the end will be. Suffering, mourning, and death will not have the final word. Jesus Christ will have. He won the victory for us by his suffering, and so our suffering is not pointless, and it will end. And that reminds me of a place in John Bunyan's sequel to Pilgrim's Progress. Listen to the audio version of Tyler Van Haltren's adaptation, Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, Part 2. When they approached the place of deliverance, Great Heart said, this is where the king's son offered his life for you and for all little pilgrims. Because he never sinned, he can cover all sins. At the cross, you can trade all your imperfection for his perfection and your unrighteousness for his righteousness. He freely offers all of this without a price. When Mercy saw the cross, she was overwhelmed with peace. This whole journey I've been filled with doubt, she said. But now I know for certain the king will let me in. If he gave his own son for me, will he not also freely give me all things? Always keep your eyes fixed on the cross, Great Heart said. Your journey will be full of difficulties, and your gaze will be drawn to other things. The cross will always lead you home. Was this where Christian's burden fell off? Christiana asked. Why don't we have burdens like him? 
Every pilgrim's journey leads to the cross, Greatheart said. Some pilgrims carry burdens on their backs, but some carry burdens in their hearts and minds. All burdens can be removed at the cross. Christiana rejoiced. My heart felt so light and glad when Goodwill welcomed us through the narrow gate. But now it feels ten times lighter. Even if the most burdened person in the world came here, I'm sure they would find true freedom. They finally make it to the cross. From Little Pilgrims, Big Journey, Part 2, here on Haven Today. That's the kind of freedom we all need. The kind of freedom the world promises, but we can never deliver. And why can we have it? Because Jesus suffered. He was stripped, mocked, and beaten. He bled and died. He was our substitute, our sacrifice, our Passover lamb. He took the ultimate suffering that we deserve. And we never have to experience it. And even the worst suffering on this earth cannot compare to that. And Jesus saved us from it. And now he sits on the throne at the right hand of the Father in heaven. So you and I need to take comfort today. Christ suffered for you and me. And he rules over everything, having defeated sin and the devil. So your suffering is not pointless. And yes, it will one day end. That is our hope. That is our comfort. That is our Savior. Oh, the perfect Son of God in all his innocence and walking in the dark with you and me he knows what living is he's acquainted with our grief man of sorrow son of suffering blood and tears how can it be there's a God who weeps There's a God who bleeds Oh, praise the one Who would reach for me Hallelujah to the Son of suffering distant and removed But you chased us down in merciful pursuit To the sinner you were grace And the broken you embraced And in the end the proof is in your wounds Yes, in the end the proof is in your
tears How can it be That there's a God who weeps There's a God who bleeds Oh praise the one Who would reach for me Sing hallelujah To the son of suffering Who gave up his life Hallelujah To the son of suffering Sing hallelujah To the son of suffering It's a brand new song Just out this month by Matt Redman Son of Suffering Here on this haven today And I guess Many of you are taking me seriously. The last couple of days, I've encouraged you to give gifts that will have a lasting and godly legacy. And our phones have been ringing off the wall with so many listeners asking for a boxed set of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey Parts 1 and 2. Sandra in Wisconsin made a very generous gift. She asked for three copies, including a set to send to her great-grandchildren with a note for them. What about you? You can help support this ministry that's all about Jesus and make a Christmas gift that is, well, all about Jesus. These colorful storybooks are a faithful adaptation of the original epic tales by John Bunyan. Both young and old alike will enjoy reading these stories of faith that will ultimately lead you to Jesus. They're hardback, cloth-covered, gold-foiled stamped coming together in a keepsake slipcase that'll last for years to come. Plus, we also have a free bonus for you. This box set comes with a code to download the audio versions of both books. And if you want us to send this directly to somebody you love, like Sandra did, just send us their name, your note, and their address, and we'll ship it for free ASAP. Why don't you call us right now? But ask for Little Pilgrim's Big Journey 1 and 2 and make your gift to the ministry when you call 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and watch that video I've been telling you about in Bunyan's hometown and around Bedford, England, and then make your gift for one or more sets at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you already got part one from us last year, We have part two by itself, if you just ask for it that way. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. We've reached the time of the year when people in northern climates start thinking about snow. Southerners may not understand, but nothing would bring a smile to a northern child's face like a school day. It was too dangerous to go to school, so you have to stay home. Did you ever experience that? Sleeping in, then playing in the fresh, white-driven snow? What days those were. You know, there really are a few things as white and pure as a fresh snowfall. And that's why we read this in Isaiah. Come now, let's settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Good news for sinners. Anchor devotional is available in print monthly. Visit getanchor.com.